Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We're your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz and I'm your pop culture nerd. I'm Ollie, your classic nerd. And I'm V, I'm your comic book nerd. This I'm... is actually our round two. Yeah, fucking dumbass V over here turning his mic yeah, upside so down. so I'm having a weird day. Uh, my mic was up, or was, just, uh, you know, was on the other side, it was opposite. It was it turned was around. Turned right? around. Turned yeah, it was, it was, it was an upside down. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, fun and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was picking up Diz. But the thing is, though, it's one of these things where the t- my day has been like that. My underwear... Upside down. Backwards. Are you wearing your? My shoes are backwards right now. <laughs> You're wearing your Sunday underwear because you know, like you have yours like marked off, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You wearing the Sunday ones again? I don't. <laughs> I know that you were attempting to mock him. Yeah. But I don't know yeah. with what. He's super organized? Yeah. Because your backward sense of humor is what it was. Shut the fuck up, V. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I, I genuinely like didn't understand what he was trying to. Yeah. He, so he, he labels his underwear. Yeah. By days, he's always... Or, um, what are you trying to say? I don't know, man. He's organized. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah he's, what, is he's organized. what exactly? Fuck you, Diz. I'm not organized at all. Have you seen my room? I know yeah. I haven't. Listen, actually. keep talking shit. I'll throw a ranch on your face. Fuck off, man. Yeah. We're going to go back to this ranch <laughs> thing. It is. Because... I, I thought I thought because we caught the audio that maybe we'd cut no, this No, no, no. We were definitely not giving up on God this because... damn it. Sons of bitches. There was a period of time where Diz spent a whole year... Maybe two lying about the fact that he was allergic to ranch. I didn't like ranch because he didn't like ranch. So he yeah. he created an actual medical condition. Hey, it seemed like a logical thing to do at thirteen <laughs> because he yeah. didn't want ranch. The story of this is brilliant because it's so typically teenage Diz. Right? Now we talk about ranch. When I bring up ranch, it's always done in a way to psychologically cripplingly bullied is mm. as an inside yeah. joke you know melania trump said bullying is wrong yeah fuck melania trump um, Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> i could give two shits about melania trump uh, and what she thinks other than her thoughts are plagiarized uh, from michelle obama uh, um when diz was how old were you 13 13 man i was in the eighth grade our cousin mustafa who fuck is the guy. fourth uh and missing member of uh, currently nerdy. He's a fucking we actually leave it, We leave an empty chair. We do. In the same way that, you know, you do when, when a, a noble hero dies. He left to become a fucking uh, socialist. You, you know, he didn't leave. This, this, <laughs> he wanted to become a socialist. Mustafa, I gotta tell you something. Mustafa's story arc didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things I saw coming. Even Trump. Yeah. Not surprisingly. A lot of the Mustafa developments, yeah. their story arcs, like, someone, whoever's writing that story, yeah, they're, they're on drugs. I thought he was taken by the Albanian yeah, gang. I'm almost 100% sure. Fucked up. No one here is going to Liam Neeson him back, though. That's the problem. That's up. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's all really rude. Mustafa was the fourth member of Currently Nerdy, one of the original founders. Until his dad started listening. Did, 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 yeah, I think that's what it was. His dad started listening? Yeah. Or, or his uncle. He did a phenomenal job really early on. We love that guy. He's our cousin. But he's a kooky character. Mm. And then in a wonderful way, like in the way like when he has kids, we have a lot of stories to oh, tell yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. like the, whatever child he has yeah. is gonna be he's idiosyncratic. He's got some stuff. One of the things that Mustafa does is that when he finds something new, he's a sharer. Mm. Everyone's gonna participate in whatever experience he's experienced, and that that could be a good thing. It means you're all kind of celebrating new foods, or it can also mean. You know, annoyingly, he, he, annoyingly, the, there's the vice. going to force you to drive five hours in traffic to Santa Barbara for a hamburger. Yeah, and you get hungry on the way back. That was fucked. That was fucked up. I'll piece never forgive sh- him for that piece one. Of shit. But there was a period of time where, like, Mustafa was in a food kick. Whenever he found something, he'd have to share. So he found this chicken ranch sandwich at Quiznos. Now, before you say anything, because I see your nose curling a little bit, there was a period of time that I think, at least in California. It was everywhere, man. We had convinced ourselves that Quiznos wasn't yeah, shit. Because I had a toaster. Right. And here's the thing. The second Subway started to toast their subs, we all snapped out of our delusion. Well, what the fuck are we doing? Quiznos sucks. Going back to Subway. <laughs> but for whatever reason, there was like a period, like a year yeah. where we all thought Quiznos was, was, was not shit. 
And in that year, Mustafa had discovered this thing called the chicken ranch sandwich. <laughs> so he decided that both I and Diz needed to partake in the deliciousness of this chicken ranch sandwich. So we drove a block. He mm-hmm. was going to buy down. I ordered my sandwich, which he was not the chicken ranch. You didn't have to get it. No, because I'm, I'm, I may be younger than him by a year, but I'm not going to be forced to eat things just could, because Mustafa said he I'm was going to I'm trying to get this guy it. to take a fucking ginger shot the other day and he's like fuck you I'm not yeah I, I don't i don't peer pressure doesn't yeah. work i mean there was literally there was 10 of 10 us. people in the room like ali you've got to take the shot i'm not gonna take the yeah. shot uh, peer pressure doesn't work if peer pressure worked i wouldn't be yeah. who i am today you I guys are be. so i mean do you even think that that would even happen i know i'm gonna take some ginger shot you fucking lost your mind tasted yeah. delicious and you're related to the guy the funny thing is I was the only person who didn't take that shot and the only person who didn't spend the next hour and a half going, I feel it in my stomach. It's sitting there. I didn't, because I never nobody felt good after felt taking fine. that. I mean, everyone was like, oh, God, it's sitting there. Because I was like, you guys are stupid. You gave in to peer pressure. I I'm smarter fine. and superior mm. than you. That's why I didn't give in to peer Ginger, pressure. Ginger, pineapple, Anyways, cayenne pepper. And now turmeric. that we've established my, my supremacy, that's the other thing. White people discovering turmeric was a disaster. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to say it real briefly. But, like, they discovered it in 2016, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just, it just started putting it everywhere. It just it showed up everywhere. Zarachoba, we call it, right? Which yeah. literally means yellow wooded thing. Literally, <laughs> Zarachoba <laughs> <laughs> means yellow wooded thing. <laughs> Turmeric is delicious. It's in Indian cuisine, it's in Afghan cuisine, it's in Asian cuisine, it's yeah, very true, big yeah. in Southeast Asia. But you know how, you gotta know how to use it. You can't just put it on everything. Yeah, I don't know. Turmeric no, yeah. mac and cheese, turmeric yeah. couscous, turmeric broccoli, turmeric Brussels sprouts. You're just like, for fuck's sake, stop putting turmeric on everything. Yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy for a second here, just because I feel like you do, both of you do a really good job of picking on the uh, pigment challenged mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, well. But I mean. Melatonin-less. Did the... Did the term <laughs> did the term superfood come out of white culture? Because I feel yeah, like oh no, without a doubt. Because like, does any doubt, other culture say the term superfood? Yeah, I've okay. had this uh, rice is superfood. The thing about the superfoods is it was always like shit that people already knew about. Have yeah. you ever tried acai? Like everyone in South yeah. America is like, you've got to. Have you had the I remember someone told me pomegranate was a superfood, and I nearly punched him in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating superfoods for ages. I love pomegranates. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I got genuinely offended. It's like it's a super. <laughs> yeah. Just swung. It's like, like ginseng in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, God. So, yeah. anyways, turmeric everything. Fuck the turmeric. Yeah. Oh, so, we, we, showed up, we showed up to this place. Son I ordered myself like a chicken honey something. I'm sitting there with yeah. my sandwich. Mustafa orders chicken ranch sandwich. Turns to Diz and goes, Diz, get the chicken ranch sandwich. Diz is like, I can't. I'm allergic. So it's like, no, you're not. Get the chicken ranch sandwich. I can't. I'm allergic. These two. End up fight, fist fighting. Fist fight. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got physical. No, we didn't get physical. Okay. We almost you got may, physical. You may not have punched each other, but it got physical to a point where, like, he's pushing you. He's Mustafa when he gets agitated, he paces. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's getting in his face like, "You're gonna get this fucking chicken ranch sandwich." I think what angered him was that I ordered first and I didn't get the chicken ranch sandwich. So the hierarchy, so you caused it. Yeah. The hierarchy was that the anger rolled downhill. He couldn't get angry at me because I'd kick his ass. Yeah. So he got angry at Diz. No, my. Let me paint this picture for you. Diz is 110 wet at this point. That was 90 pounds, man. He's skinny as fuck. No, I remember you wore oversized hair. Hair, Polly D yeah. style, yeah. before Polly D was a thing. Spiky. <laughs> His clothes yeah, are way too big yeah, for him. Yeah. Swimming in that shirt. Thought him because he was from Fairfax, Virginia. Springfield, bitch. <laughs> Same shit. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> because he was from Springfield, Virginia, he was this badass gangster with street cred. Yeah. I still am. <laughs> He's talking about his street cred and being allergic to ranch. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, there ain't no ranch in the hood. There is no such thing as a ranch allergy. That's a lie. But the commitment for one year straight, this asshole, in like incidents that had nothing to do with ranch, he'd go out of his way mm-hmm. to introduce his ranch allergy just to confirm that he was allergic, even though he wasn't. You uh, eat ranch now, don't you? Yeah, man. You eat ranch now. You do, yeah. For a year straight, we'd be at places. Does it have ranch on that? Because I'm allergic. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, at a, bar. we're at a smoothie <laughs> shop. <laughs> you never know. You know? You have to have, For an entire year, this piece of shit. I just, uh, the, the, the logic so of you, saying I don't like yeah. something, so I'm going to declare myself allergic. Were you like a brave. ranch vegan? 
Nah, it's like you couldn't shut the fuck up. You know what it does, man? It's he the did talk smell. about it a whole it was lot. The, I didn't not. It was the smell of it. I didn't like the smell a of ranch. I don't like the smell of blue, blue cheese. cheese. Smells weird. I don't eat blue cheese. Fuck that shit. I don't eat ketchup because it smells weird. Ketchup. Well, what, ketchup Ke- smells like ketchup. Ketchup. It's exactly. Yeah, it smells weird. I mean, ketchup is delicious. like faintly sweet. Oh, I don't like the smell, dude. It's a ketchup? Yeah, it's a shit condiment. What? It's a, ketchup's a shit condiment. I don't fuck with ketchup. Ketchup's a perfectly fine condiment. I mean, so I don't put it on a lot of things, but you'll binge drink all weekend. Yeah. Completely fuck up your insides. Yeah. But you won't eat ketchup with your fries. Nope. And you're you were allergic to ranch for half of your life. I'll eat ranch in my fries. Sometimes, sometimes I want to punch him in the throat. Fuck ketchup. Ketchup's a shit. You put ranch in your fries, <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit. Is that what you said? I almost missed it, but my brain. It took me a moment. The anger <laughs> kept me from processing that right away. I think the defense mechanism of you might murder this person, so we're gonna delay this process. Your eat my ear. To my brain, what we're gonna delay this because this is a this is a potentially lethal situation in which <laughs> Ali may end up in jail for murdering someone. So we're gonna delay that information. That's what I just experienced. That was that was part of our retreat. <laughs> if uh, you got missing, who should they call Ali? Because he knows where I am. That motherfucker <laughs> is definitely, definitely. So are you still allergic to mangoes? Fuck you. That's, that's another lie. Uh, okay. Nobody's allergic to mangoes. I don't want to be allergic Ranch to mangoes. Ranch and mangoes, nobody's allergic. These are made up allergies. I would These rather not be allergic to mangoes. My body just can't process it. If it were up to me, I'd But somehow it. You're, you're not allergic to, uh, to ketchup. I'm not allergic to ketchup. But you just don't, just like, don't ketchup. like ketchup. I don't like ketchup. So you've moved away from like claiming allergies for things you just don't I like. I just don't like them. Ketchup, for the record, was for, what, 100 years the most popular condiment in America? Yeah, well, it was for a very long time. It's the most popular condiment now. And Mustard? Then we, yeah, and then, well, it started, uh, it's actually a UK condiment. Oh, is or, it? Well, it actually started, it was, it was sailors, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it kind of started actually, like, they talk about how ketchup kind of evolved through traders and like going through the Middle East yeah. and up into the UK and eventually it being like this mushroom and walnut based sauce for oh, a long gross. time. I'd have been allergic and then to it, it. And then it, it came into the US and no one liked it. So we added. So they added a bunch of sugar and vinegar yeah, that makes and, sense. and took out the walnut and the mushroom. It's not the most yeah. popular condiment anymore. What is? Uh, salsa, salsa. Without a doubt. I don't like that either. That's like a lie because you eat Afghan salad which is salsa. It's yeah. pico de gallo. I mean I eat it. I just don't like it. I don't like onions. I don't like the taste of raw oh onions anymore. Oh my god, I don't understand that. I just don't like it. I don't, How I, did you get more picky as you got older? I stopped smoking cigarettes. And I could taste but things. But here's the logic that I don't understand. He smoked cigarettes, which fucks up your taste buds yeah. all day. Like yeah. You smell that. And somehow he was okay with it. But now onions, because they stick in your mouth, he's got a problem yeah, with it. Yeah, I don't like cigarettes anymore either because they stick in your mouth. Like, now, ever since I stopped smoking, I smoked a cigarette a few You've months ago. You've gone in a backwards direction. I, Most people would kind of have a more refined palate as they grow older. You've got a dumber palate as no, you grow older. No, I've learned to not like certain things now. You know, I'm learning. Don't you smoke you like... Lear- you, know? you consciously tell yourself, I'm not going to like no, this. No, no, no. I learned this about myself. That now, I don't like this. Don't you vape like strawberry bubblegum shit? Menthol, you, motherfucker. You literally vape some of the worst. Strawberry pineapple menthol. It's fucking delicious. You guys don't know shit. Think about that. I want, I want you to I'm about pause. to go buy more vape Strawberry, juice. Thank you for reminding me. pineapple, and menthol. Yeah, a little bit of mint. It's like someone's dipping their, their fruit in Vicks Vapor Rub. It tastes amazing. Mm. That is what menthol is. It's Vicks Vapor Rub. Yeah. But yeah. no, you don't taste the menthol. It just gives you a cooling flavor. Yeah, you, so basically, cool. you're smoking Vicks Vapor Rub. No, a cool, 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 cool. Vicks Vapor Rub. God, you don't understand. You've never smoked. <laughs> no, I haven't because yeah. I'm I'm not dumb. Yeah. Well, I learned not to smoke cigarettes anymore. <laughs> I learned to vape. It's better for you. Your body's a snowflake is what it is. Fuck you, you. You've gotten more sensitive as we've gotten older, and that's annoying. What's wrong with getting sensitive, man? I'm just pointing out that it's like it's 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 very annoying. Like not in a good way. It's better it's better for you. Like there's I've gotten older, I've gotten more sensitive to foods, I've gotten more sensitive to what people say. Like I I feel like I've matured as a person. No, you haven't matured as a person. You've gotten more annoying as a person. I, have I can't have mangoes. It's Fuck a, you. It's an allergy. That's why we don't hang out anymore. It's a mango thing. That was the breaking. That was what. Well, that's what. That's our friendship. Feed me a mango, and if I don't break out in hives, that's great. What, that's what ruined our friendship. I don't want to be allergic to mangoes. No one wants to be allergic. When, it, when he dies, I'm gonna show up to his funeral all angry, like, oh, what was wrong? He fucking didn't like mangoes. I yeah. love mangoes. Our I can't relationship went downhill from mangoes. I love Love mangoes. Yeah, I hope you know that when you do die, Diz, which is probably you know, the next five years or so. Which one of you motherfuckers are going to kill me? Uh, Ali is going to sponsor <laughs> coffee. It's going to be shaped like a mango, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Present? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Listen, I don't. It's gonna be a mango shaped coffin, That's and then fine. the inside's gonna be that beautiful yellow, the beautiful yellow color. There was there. a really funny tweet the other day that I want to point out. Where uh, it was a journalist Dana something or another said, "If you pay, is it Schultz? I guess she, she said up, it was fun. something S sounding. I think she said, "If you pay me five, if you Venmo, oh yeah, it was Dana Schultz. Yeah, it was Dana <laughs> Schultz. Fifty bucks. She goes, you pay me fifty bucks, I'll show up to your funeral, stand far away with an umbrella and black glasses, <laughs> so that everyone thinks that you have a mysterious past. That is a phenomenal, phenomenal blast prank. What his mysterious past be though? That he was allergic to ranch. <laughs> he was allergic yeah. to ranch. <laughs> There's gonna be a ranch truck at his yeah. funeral. Hidden Valley sponsors my funeral. <laughs> we're gonna no, we're gonna bury you in Hidden Valley. Bury <laughs> That's, yeah. that's where they'll find the body <laughs> in the <laughs> valley wherever that is yeah. California is it in California where is it Colorado I don't know you said the Mormons made it earlier no I just assumed it was that's that's fucked up. Up. it sounds like a Mormon sauce why would Mormons make ranch I feel like they don't like white sauces what is ranch exactly I know it's milk eggs so it's buttermilk there's buttermilk, eggs in there yeah eggs. buttermilk eggs and then there's like a whole like there's just a packet of spices that they kind of throw in there there's gotta be uh, it's a little bit of oregano I think yeah and there's pepper and shit in there. You know, it's I don't know. It's, I like buttermilk. Yeah. Mm. It really only I mean, it I literally came out like in the nineties. It wasn't even like an actual oh, really? dressing. Yeah, it's a, it's a very it was very new. I didn't know this. Yeah, so it like Harry Potter it grew up with us. But I thought it just been in our lives this whole time. No, but I know Californians dip their pizza in it. Yeah, no, that's I, a weird. That's, that's weird. Yeah, I don't understand. No, I don't dip my pizza. Dip my crust. Yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah, it's still weird. That's See, weird. now, until, okay, so you were allergic for 13 years to ranch, and now, and now all of a sudden you've become like the... Every time I see him eat ranch, red red lights. My eyes just... I, just, I, I, just, I didn't that, even get into an yeah, argument with you, you son of a bitch. Can I, tell you that? <laughs> I was just yeah. sitting there eating my sandwich. I gotta say, that was one of those moments. I'm of all the people that we've talked about on this podcast, politicians, comedians, whoever the hell else... The amount of staggering hypocrisy that comes out of you dipping your yeah, pizza crust in a ranch that's something is hands down the worst thing I've ever heard of in my life. I am almost 30 years old. I was 13 years old when I said I was allergic to You were liable for the shit you did when you I were was. I am old enough now to be a father to that 13-year-old. No. no. Yeah, I'm not, I am. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 30. If you're 30 and you have a 13-year-old child, how old were you when you had that kid? 17. Is it seventeen? Yeah, you uh, yeah. yeah sure. I don't think you would have a child at seventeen. No, but she I would be a teen parent. I, no, I said I am old enough now to where I yeah. biologically so you know, old you're enough. Just, even yeah. hypothetically, you're filled with bad choices. Socially, you wouldn't have been old enough. Eh. In the next five years, yeah, eh. yeah. still biologically sure. But, yeah, I'll biolog- give it to you yeah. on a technicality. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I'm old enough now to have been that thirteen year old's father, and. I just can tell you now. I've learned. Just, just I would have slapped that little 13-year-old. Eat that ranch, you son Fuck of a you, bitch. Snowflake. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Piece of shit. I've learned from my mistakes. I eat ranch now. I dip my fries. <laughs> See, yeah. I, don't believe, I don't believe that you did. I've matured. I'm a mature adult now. I learn to stop hating things, and I've become more sensitive. See, now, the, according to Louis C.K., that's the problem with today's generation. Everyone's too damn sensitive. I'm going to say on behalf of, I think, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm not a very, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to say this out of arrogance, uh-huh. but I'm going to say everything you say is that out of arrogance. I'm <laughs> true. probably 99% confident in saying that on behalf of the world, fuck Louis C.K. Uh, I thought you were saying on behalf of the Currently Nerdy podcast. No, I was going to say the world. Oh, okay. No, I'm very, if it was just us, yeah, I'm very confident to speak on behalf of it. I own you guys. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> you can't own people anymore. <laughs> well, look, 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 look. The amendment says I can't own people unless they're criminals. We're not criminals. That's what you think. Mm. V might be a criminal. I'm not a criminal. How dare you? I out of the two, I've heard stories about you. Wait, what's the- <laughs> with a with a cut out audio from some podcast <laughs> hey, like a year back? Whoa, 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 whoa! Because <laughs> we didn't know if the fucking statue of limitations <laughs> still took place. <laughs> Look how poor. It's like his past isn't nearly what you make it out to be. But hey, somehow, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he's got this like you've made him into a criminal mastermind. He was <laughs> when he was part of ASB. He was a criminal mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even speak about I can't it. Can't even speak about statue of limitations. What does that piece of shit ginger say now? That soulless piece of shit. So fucking redhead. I've never been a big Louis C.K. I like redheads. No, I just don't like him. Yeah, I'm not a big Louis C.K. fan. You know, I didn't care much for his comedy, right? But you know, uh, a lot of the stuff that he would talk about was trying to call the establishment to task for hypocrisy. Yeah, he was a he was the white guy 
calling out white people. Yeah, and right. you know he was you know his uh, he was a writer for Chris Rock. He wrote yeah. for a lot of very accomplished people. And you know I I know he was uh, he was a uh, a lot of my friends were big fans of Louis C.K. because he did that thing where it was kind of lowbrow comedy, yeah. but there were parts of it that were. You know, pretty intelligent. Yeah. And then his dumbass, you know, had to, people had to find out that he was pulling his dick out in front of women. Good Lord. You know? Like, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing some fucking bald guy pulling out his dick like, hey. I don't yeah, understand why. Weird. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> I was going to try to pathologize him. I was like, there's no way you can no. understand. Like, what are you no, doing? What are you doing, kid? What's wrong with you, bro? Yeah, what, what's wrong with you, Lewis? So, you know, yeah, like, he's just, yeah, so he's pulling, he's pulling his dick out in front of women and stuff, right? You pull your junk out in front of me. I'm chopping it off. Why would I pull my junk not, out? Not at you. I'm looking at you because you're a degenerate. But I mean, in general. I don't pull my junk out in front of people. I didn't say you did. But you looked at me and you said I'm a degenerate. Uh, you were because you are uh, generally a degenerate. But like yeah. other in other ways. Yeah, generally speaking. But okay, not like fine. your dick fine. flying out of your yeah, pants. No, no, I don't do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not a show. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, anyway, I, you know, I didn't think I could be more sickened by what Louis C.K. said. And then now somehow he managed to take it to that point. But, you know, he just did like, a, he's working on a new stand-up right now, and there's yeah. a leak audio of him working yeah. on his new stand-up in a small club. He's kind of doing the rounds right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Right, and the stand-up, he's Trying though, to pay the bills. He turned into this whole, like, he turned into this whole thing where he, he just goes, everyone everyone's too sensitive, and he's talking about how, you know, the kind of, you know, the, conceptually speaking, like what George Carlin did, the pussification of the youth yeah. type stuff, right? I mean, he even went so far as to, like, kind of mock... You know, kids who went to high schools that got shot up, talk yeah. badly about transgender people, people who are or non-binary. non-binary. Yeah, you yeah, know, like, yeah. So there was a whole stand where somehow he went from being this guy who was, in his own weird, vulgar way, was kind of supposed to be an ally to a lot yeah. of these kind of progressive causes, turned around after he got called to task on the fucked up shit that he did, turned around now has become this weird, like, well, free speech warrior. That's what's guy. interesting, right? Yeah. It's like that... One, it's the kind of easiest grift in the world. Yeah. The the right is so starved for any type of cultural capital that they jump on any celebrity. Yeah. That even remote on Kanye, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is not right wing in any way, shape, or form. But just because he slightly parrots their talking points, they'll jump on it. So it's very easy to do. But the thing that fascinates me is kind of two things about this. First and foremost is the hypocrisy. Right, mm-hmm. both Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari kind of yeah. created this reputation of being the guys that were the good guys, quote unquote. Right now, Louis C.K. was, yeah, I'm a piece of shit, but I'm a good piece of shit. Yeah. Right, he called out the hypocrisy. He did this whole spiel about racism. Yeah. Right. There, you know, racism like slavery ended two old people ago. Right. That was this whole thing. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. This is that guy. Aziz Ansari, the feminist guy, yeah. right, understands women. The second they're called out, the pretense drops. How quickly those guys go from their stated personas to then calling out, quote-unquote, PC culture. Remember, PC culture doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. When people <clears throat> demand respect for the powerful, they call it civility. Right? Mm-hmm. But when minorities ask for that same respect, then it's, oh, it's PC culture gone too far. And that's what's so fucked up about this, right? If he was talking shit about, say, Donald Trump, people would be like, oh, he needs to be civil. Yeah. But because some minorities are going, hey, that's kind of fucked up. Oh, PC culture suppressing our free speech. And that's not what, what's happening. Yeah. This is, this is it's that hypocrisy that is so startling about it. And it actually reveals that at the end of the day, they weren't as progressive as they claimed. They, were, they weren't as ally, allyship as they thought they were. It was all a veneer. The second they get called out, they drop it and they flip. They immediately start calling out PC culture because they can't handle a yeah. little bit of pushback. But what I think the most alarming aspect was that, that the very few people picked up. There was an uh, Asian commenter on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name. Um pointed out that in the leaked transcript, everyone jumped on his comments about non-binary, which came off as an old crank not understanding youth, bigoted and ignorant. But the most racist component of it was what he said about Asian men, about Asian men not being men, and they they actually don't have penises. They're just when Asians have sex, it's vaginas (laughs) rubbing against you, right? First of all, obviously not knowing anything about anatomy, right? Mm -hmm. But there's always something quite ironic about the doughy fuck 
saying that Asian men aren't men. Like, sit your Pillsbury Doughboy ass down. Yeah, literally. But that, that's, I mean, I'm so fascinated by this hypocrisy. It's bizarre. Here's what I don't get. Didn't that motherfucker say, hey, I was wrong for doing what I did, so I'm going to sit back and I'm going to listen and I'm going to take what everyone says and I'm going to learn from it? Yeah, but that's the thing. That, it's, it's always bullshit. Yeah. None of them actually learn. And then you have Aziz Ansari talking about like how... He, he like during his stand, his his didn't get like publicized. He was just doing like he was testing out new material. He made everyone put their phones away in like some sealed bag. Yeah. But his his whole spiel was like, you know, like I don't understand these the, the people that are progressive because like you never know where they stand. At least with the Trump people, I know where they stand and blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, that's I've always found that fascinating, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like oh, because I've been called out, I'm not wrong society is wrong no that doesn't always work that way the problem is particularly because these people don't understand truth telling yeah if the government tells you you're wrong there's a place for you to be like i don't necessarily think i'm wrong because what is lawful is not always what is moral mm-hmm. right yeah slavery was lawful. But there's a difference when people who are vulnerable in society who are vulnerable to having their rights taken, who are the target of jokes, point out that what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not you being a truth teller. That's you punching down yeah. from a place of privilege and power. You're literally on a stage. If you're on a stage, you should be shouting at the stage above you. Mm-hmm. If you're on that stage, but you're shouting at the people below you, yeah. you're not truth telling. This is what people don't understand Blaming. about the, this about the censorship issue, right? They accuse of being censored. No one is censoring you. People calling you out or being upset, that is well within their right. Censorship exists. It exists in the case of Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj, we just found out last week mm-hmm. that Saudi Arabia compelled Netflix to remove one of the episodes of his Patriot Act Act stand-up, one in which he was critical of Mohammed bin Salman as a reformer. Mohammed bin Bonsa. Yeah, Mohammed Bonsa. This is what's fascinating. That is actual censorship. The powerful being able to silence truth is censorship. You saying racist shit and being called out for your racist shit or you saying gross misogynistic (laughs) shit and being Mm -hmm. called out for the gross misogynistic <laughs> shit that's not mm. censorship yeah here's the thing right people love to say like our generation like we don't find humor and things no motherfucker we spend hours upon hours looking up memes on the internet yeah. we just don't like motherfuckers yelling the n-word or making jokes about like black people and asian people and gay people because it's not funny to us yeah so we'll just say like hey that's not funny but hey post a fucking meme about a guy like hey, is this a butterfly or is this a bird yeah humor like, isn't dead yeah. it's alive but guess what humor evolves as society evolves what's particularly fascinating in this instance um is that you have a massive divide between what's going on in America mm-hmm. about free speech and the reality of free speech being threatened abroad. Mm-hmm. you got places like Egypt where journalists are literally being thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. Places like Saudi Arabia where a journalist was murdered, right, uh, yeah. in Turkey. Yeah. Or you have specials being removed. That that's actual so that divide people don't understand. It's also quite weird because Saudi Arabia's response to all this is is insane. What the fuck do they say? So Saudi Arabia again, the Khashoggi incident they never learned from uh-huh. the, became bigger because of the way they dealt with it. Mm, yeah. The Hassan Minhaj thing became bigger because of the way they dealt with it. Nobody would have noticed the critique that Hassan Minhaj, or at least not a lot of people yeah. would have noticed. Who were just it. watching it, it, it was part of the yeah, kind yeah. of humor, but by banning it. They've made it even bigger. This is the Barbara Streisand effect, right? It's like, yeah. this is literally the internet for you. If you call attention to something by trying to hide it, yeah. it becomes bigger than it is. So yeah. Saudi Arabia's response to this is absolutely bro- And this is where we get to see the true threat to censorship. You can try to censor things through, through uh, the government, but uh-huh. social media works way different nowadays. That type of censorship... Not gonna fly. Old school censorship is not gonna fly. Yeah, you can't be you can't be burning books anymore. Any of that other shit, <coughs> people are gonna find a way. But even then, like t- 2014, we saw that with North Korea and the interview, the James Franco Seth Rogen movie. Oh yeah, that, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, it Where it's just like uh, you know they it wasn't it didn't have a theatrical release. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it obviously now all of a sudden it went from being a really kind of shitty comedy movie with a lot of bad stereotypes to, you know, that Big. It, it would have it probably would have people would have watched it and they would have hated it and would have been forgotten about in a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right? most things James Franco. Yeah. Does. But, you know, ironically enough, it did get picked. Yeah. It's on Netflix right now. Well, the funny thing right? is that like, that's exactly what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Sony is like, OK, we can't do this. Right. Sony it gets hacked even. Yeah. Right? yeah. Sony goes, OK, we can't. So who picks it up? Netflix picks it up. Saudi Arabia goes. We're gonna ban this. Who picks it up? Social media picks it up. There's always gonna. It's gonna find a way. I, find, I just think it's ironic that Netflix is, was more than willing to kind of kowtow to Saudi Arabia with that. Oh yes, yeah. so, I mean right? it just goes to show you that the corporations—they're not your allies in this. Yeah, Yo, you know what yeah. I don't get about Saudi Arabia, right? They have this like faux progression bullshit because like my progressive progressive. Yeah, well they're pro- yeah they're being you know whatever the, this faux progressive bullshit and. I have family that lives in Saudi Arabia, right? Like, my aunt lives in Saudi Arabia. And my cousin visits my aunt all the time. Probably not mentioned this. Oh, well, okay. I have certain family members <laughs> that live there. <laughs> wow. I, have, I know people that live in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And uh, I have someone who came back. And they're like, they made, a, they made a huge deal about the stuff that they're doing. They're like, oh, women can drive. It's a miracle. We love things. The women drive on the road. We don't have to hide them in the back seat anymore. They can drive a car. Hello, racist. That's how they sound in Saudi Arabia. Okay, whatever. But they do all that shit, right? But then, these motherfuckers, they say something about Muhammad bin Salman. Why they say this? I remember I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. right? I went to Saudi Arabia when I was 10. I went to Hajj, right? As a pilgrimage that you're supposed to do as a Muslim. I don't know why I did this pilgrimage. They teach us about Islam. Yeah, but I did a pilgrimage. I went to Mecca. And then after Mecca, I went to Riyadh. You should have shared that as your surprising fact about you. (laughs) That is a surprising fact. No one would have guessed that. It's also true as well. But yeah, so I went to Riyadh because that's where I had family at the time. And the airport in Riyadh is the Malik Fahed International Airport. I was 10 years old. You know what Malik Fahed sounds like to a 10-year-old? Malik Fathead. So I kept running <laughs> of course around. He does, right? <laughs> I kept running around. I'm at the Malik Fathead airport. Malik Fathead. I'm hey. allergic to ranch. <laughs> Don't put your ranch on me, Fathead guy. Right? But like I just kept yelling, Malik Fathead. My uncle grabbed me and, was, and literally told me, hey, stop saying that because if the Makawa hear you, and they're going to beat you and arrest you. Who are the Makawa? They're the religious police of Saudi Arabia. Oh, shit. Like, this is a, a, a legitimate fear. Like, imagine you're 10 years old. You're told that the police will beat you and arrest you because you said, instead of saying fahed, you said fathead. That's, that, and this is something mm-hmm. that no one who actually follows the Middle East, no one who's actually from the Middle East, no uh-huh. Muslim would have ever bought into the whole thing that Saudi Arabia is reforming. Because state sponsored authoritarian enforced reformation is not reformation he they can claim that you're changing a society yes top down women drive it by forcing it to do what you want but at the same time you're consolidating power that's not yeah, reformation. that's like mal's cultural revolution yeah well we're, we're saudi arabia's and but but part of the defensiveness that we've seen because there is a lot of defensiveness by some saudi uh, individuals, uh, and when you when you call this out, is because the identity is wrapped up in a particular type of nationalism, right? You, you see the same thing with Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. They're all in on Trump. They're mm. all in on MBS. So when you attack MBS, you're attacking their personal identity. When you attack Trump, you're attacking their personal identity. This is how certain forms of nationalism, nationalism that is that is deeply intertwined with authoritarianism, works. Right. Mm-hmm. It's also why Americans. Have you ever criticized Americans to Americans? They lose their shit. Yeah. Right? If they don't like it, leave. Liberal, conservative, whatever they are, they immediately jump to that. Yeah. Right? And that's simply because you have that type of nationalism wrapped up in the identity. You don't see that elsewhere as much, right? But you definitely see it in insecure nations. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is an example of it. United States is another example. Uh, but th- things might be changing. So at this, um, as we're speaking, there was a young woman who, was, who has decided to leave her family and her religion. Uh, in Saudi Arabia, she left from Kuwait and was went made it all the way to Thailand. Claimed refugee status there. The Saudi officials there actually took her passport. Mm-hmm. She's 18 years old, for the record. Oh, 18 years old, took her passport and were 
planning to send her back. Social media got involved. She went from having 10 followers to having 50,000 followers yep. in a day in which mm -hmm. she basically put her story out there in social media. I am leaving Saudi Arabia. I am afraid for my life. I need help. I am claiming asylum. Yeah. And that we saw that her family was literally threatening her. Her cousin tweeted out that I will we will kill you Jesus. when yeah. you come back. Yeah. Now, the Saudis and the Thai officials were ready to send her back until social media got involved. Yeah. Mona Al-Tawawi, who's a very famous Egyptian feminist, got involved. And there's this whole hashtag, Save Rahal, going on. And it turns out that that was the, 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 the linchpin. Now, she is being uh, given her passport back. And she's seriously being considered for humanitarian uh, re refugee status in Australia. Mm -hmm. wow. Refugees got involved. The UN Human Rights got involved. There's a lot of countries that were tweeting about this. This is an instance of of that talks about kind of this weird moment that we are talking about. All the we're, we've gone in multiple directions, but let's pull these threads together, right? From the Louis C.K., Hassan Minhaj, Aziz Ansari, Saudi Arabia. All of this is tied to something new, and that is the digital technology that we're currently living in, right? In this moment, digital technology is allowing us to see change happen rapidly. It's why we get information about Louis C.K. We would have never found out about his skit if it wasn't for yeah, it wasn't leak Twitter, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have found out about this girl who was leaving Saudi Arabia if it wasn't for Twitter. Correct. So in many ways, social media is the kind of, is where this change is happening. Mm -hmm. digital technologies internet this is where the change is happening right even the discourse right one of the things that social media has done is it's the <laughs> one that pushed back L louis ck in the pre-social media era would mm -hmm. never have lost his career no for sure that's true yeah sure 100 he did all this stuff in the pre-internet era Post -internet. Pre oh he did it before oh right he's been doing it for years and the women never got justice until the social media. Yeah. Era. I mean, Cosby is another perfect example. Exactly, of it, right? Like, right? It took it took that. It's really weird because for as much as ra ra railing against internet culture that we do on this podcast, I think we it also was. acknowledge the importance of it right now too. Yeah. Right? It's that weird thing where we're we're in a situation where it's like the Wild West, where there's so much innovation that can go on socially, yeah. politically, right through social media, and, and then a lot of governments realize this. But at the same time, it's like there's a there's that weird dark side of it too, where it's just like misinformation gets spread so widely Absolutely. as well. It's that it's such a double edged sword. You know, being able to access information so quickly. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's something is happening, right, in, in the way that we deal with this. I mean, yeah, social media has given power to a lot of voiceless people. Yeah, being able to talk about something and kind of bring it, bringing it to light or letting it go viral. Mm -hmm. But also, I think it raises all sorts of questions. So over the weekend, we read this article by the Washington Post, and I'm not even gonna. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to give the author even credit. Nah, fuck I wouldn't. Why? Um, but. Maybe, maybe because I think it's fair to say this is who this person is. Anyways, I'll look it up in a second. This article was about a, a blogger, a woman who's a, a mother who was a blogger, and she blogged about her family. Mm -hmm. This is not a new thing. Family blogs, parenting blogs, they've been around for a while, right? As long as the internet has been around, they've been around. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's the best way to... Yeah, especially the early 2000s, those blogs yeah. kind of blew up. Yeah. So it turns out that she writes a lot about her daughter, and in it, she's... She, gives a lot of details for example she talks about her with her daughter getting in fights so it goes beyond kind of parenting blogging and a little bit more like journal like like actually journaling yeah, yeah. right in the past we did this we literally would do this in a journal we would write to ourselves right? yeah or even on the internet you'd have something like a live journal yeah. which is usually private or with a couple of friends but she writes very publicly about this stuff Already a little bit ish, uh, problematic there, right? Yeah. We, there's an instance in which she writes about her th group therapy, and she puts all that information out. She just changes people's names. Really fucked up. Okay. Girl turns 14 years old. She gives her girl a laptop, and one of the first things her, her kids does is look up her mommy yeah. and finds all these articles written about her. This is this hurts her. This really is. She feels an, an invasion of her privacy. Yeah, like she feels betrayed. So she asks. She goes to her mom and she goes, "Mom, I don't. Please stop." Yeah. Now, if she had asked her mom to s stop writing, period, I'd be on board with the mom. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not your child has no right to ask you to stop writing. That's your career, your profession. You have mm-hmm. you have a life outside your child. Her kid only asks the most reasonable of things. Stop Please stop me. writing about me. Yeah, me. The mom thinking this thought she has this moral conundrum sits and thinks about it. And in her struggle, she decides she can't do that. She tells her daughter, "Sorry." I can't do that. I can't make that promise to you. I'm going to keep writing. She takes the whole episode mm-hmm. that happened, including her daughter's freshman, and writes a fucking op-ed in Washington Post. Yeah. yeah. My daughter asked me to stop writing about her. This is why I said no. Literally is the fucking title. Yeah, yeah. And she goes on to talk about this. Now, rightfully, the internet called her ass out. As right? she deserved to be. But imagine... This is a... This is... Part of the struggle when we talk about the internet, on one hand, you have this good side, right, where you see it publicizing and making information available, giving people a voice, right? But here you have a very reasonable request. Please stop writing about me. This is a consent issue. I have not consented for you to write about me. Well, it's like a- but there are no laws, there are no guidelines that say she can't. And so she does. It's, I don't know, man. This commodification of your children thing kind of seems weird to me. Like, there was that chick... Katie Bowers, yeah, this yeah. happened in November, where she posted a picture of one of her kids named Weston, yeah. and she was like, happy birthday to my son Weston, blah, 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 blah. So at first it seemed like this really nice post, she's writing- It's a like, long yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, writing a happy birthday, that's the first paragraph of the Instagram caption, and then she starts going off with like, Instagram never loved my munchkin and it killed me, he wasn't as popular with everyone out there, maybe part of the pictures- just never hit the algorithm. My insufficiency caused this statistical deficit because obviously my munch should get all the love and squinty eyes are totally adorable. And then like, she got asked about it by an insider and she's like, the numbers are public. Everyone sees the likes. As a parent, those numbers mean nothing. Nothing can change the fact that all children are special and unique and deserve love. But one day, you know, he's going to see this. And I want him to know that I had his back, even though he wasn't getting, like, l- as much likes as his siblings were. Like, oh, that's such bullshit. How that is such com- a yeah, twisted like, thing to say. You're commodifying First of all, your child I, into She's likes. trying to shame her audience into liking her pictures, man. Yeah. And two, she's literally using her kids for likes. And when they don't get the likes that she has created arbitrarily for herself, that this standard, if you get this many likes, you're good. If you don't get this yeah. many likes, you're not good. She's created that arbitrary standard. She then guilt trips her audience and writes this entire thing that her kid is going to see in 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I just, it's weird to me. Like, why is this a thing? Like, and I get it, right? Sharing your life. Like, I fucking used to write statuses about the dumbest stuff. You know, like, I would share things that didn't need to be shared. And sometimes I still share things that don't need to be shared. But I get it. Basically, your life is. Yeah, but like, but it's about me, right? By the way, Christy O'Tate is the 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 author author of that, the Washington Post thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one thing, like, if I'm posting about myself, but when I'm commodify, like, if I were to commodify my child, it's it's just weird to me. I I feel like this is, I mean, do you feel like this is almost like a weird digital Munchausen by proxy, like Munchausen syndrome by proxy, almost like. What do you mean? Explain. So, like, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, it's essentially like a mom will. Will constantly convince her child or convince other people that, that her child is sick uh-huh. to get attention. To get attention. Right? The child gets attention, which in turn, in proxy, the adult tries to get attention from. So, so there was actually I read uh, I read an article a couple of years ago about a girl who like thought that she was dying of leukemia, mm-hmm. like she was in a wheelchair the whole yeah. thing for like seventeen years of her life. Uh-huh. Because her mom had convinced yeah. her that she did. They did an SVU episode about this a grandma with her with her child, with her granddaughter, but the granddaughter was. Oh, she's got cancer. She's gonna die. Uh-huh. Turns out she doesn't. It's but munch-out. the kid thought she did. The kid thought because yeah. the adult is telling she her she's sick. She, her yeah. mom convinced what her that she was sick. What kind of shit is that? Mm. But like, isn't this kind of the same thing? It's all like there is definitely a proxy component to this, right? Yeah. Because it's like the child. I mean, you're literally using the child to get attention, and then you, the likes are for you. The kid doesn't know the likes. The kid yeah. doesn't see the likes, but you see the likes. It's like the first birthday party. Like, that kid doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's for the parents. The first birthday is for the parents. Mm -hmm. If a lot of kids show up, you're like, oh, good, my kid's popular. If a lot of kids don't, oh, shit, my kid's not popular, right? It's about you. But the thing that fascinates me is the privacy question about this, right? Yeah. So we're the generation that grew up with social media. We're the generation that grew up with uh, dealing with oversharing. And Mm -hmm. we a lot of us had to struggle, right? So one of the things... 
We all did. We all had MySpaces, right? We yep. totally overshared on those. Zangas. And we had to add, we are learning now as we've gotten older, as we're getting, you know, into this new age, if you will, that the things that we did stay forever. They yeah, shape weird. our futures. The things that we thought were funny at the time, that we thought were good ideas at the time, turned out to not be good ideas. There's something about you were able to journal privately, but now you're suddenly able to share all your... I mean, all the 300 statuses about how you're going to go get a Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. right? Remain forever. Is that going to mm-hmm. be your legacy? Now, some of it's quite benign. Oh, you had a lot of stupid thoughts. Some of it's less benign. You said the N-word. You were yeah. racist. You would all sorts of, like, there are components of your personality in the past that you shared, and you're like, uh-oh, those things may haunt me. We joke about it now, about employers finding your Facebook, right? Fuck your Facebook. It's your Twitter and your Instagram feed you need to be worried about, right? I delete, like, that Facebook memory stuff. Yeah, get rid of that stuff. There, no, it's not because of any other reason, but, like, I was... I used to openly use the N-word. I'll see a status where I openly use the N-word, and I'm like, nah, I'm deleting that. I don't give a fuck what I said. Yeah. yeah like, You're every, go, you learn context, from your mistakes. Yeah. Every, every other thing, I, like, no matter the context, like, yeah. if I had said something fucking uh, profound, yeah. the fact that I used the N-word, Damn. deleted. Yeah, so this is, this is the thing. We had to learn the privacy issue, right? These are the things that haunt us. Even the nude became a thing, right? So mm-hmm. the, we, the fact that we had cameras allowed us to create a new form of romantic communication. Dick nudes, pics. right? Dick pics, nudes, etc. Then it turns out that shit went public. People mm-hmm. were pro- posting revenge porn. Yeah. People were posting it online. There's a lot. There's plenty of women. I know several women who have had to deal with the experience of, sh- of shitty guys who use that intimate we- moment and weaponize it. So the mm-hmm. question becomes not just a privacy issue for you. That's the first struggle. But the next stage that we're just coming to terms with is other people's privacies. Mm-hmm. Here you have a good daughter who does not consent. This is a consent issue. She does not consent to have her privacy violated in this way. But the mother does it anyway. It's not, the mother is not violating her own privacy. She's sharing her daughter's privacy. And this is a big issue with social media now. It's not just the fact that we're taking selfies or we're sending nudes to our partner. It's that that stuff is then going and becoming publicized. What happens when you have not just the technology to communicate with someone else, but the ability to have a platform with millions of people? Yeah. Yeah. And people who don't know you and who don't... Yeah. Have no, because mm. if you have a personal connection with someone, obviously they're, you're not going to treat them the same way as you do if you don't know who right. they are. Right, or look, yeah. look, well, private conversations. Not, the nude is the most obvious example. But even private conversations, the way you get snapshot and put it online. Yeah. There are... There are things that we are happening with social media that we take for granted. We don't quite recognize it happening, but we've just assumed that it's normative. A prime example of this is sharing other people's private lives. Yeah. The, the plane-based story. We yeah. talked about this last year, right? The plane-based story was deeply alarming for me. Mm-hmm. I get it. You don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy when you're in a public space. But it's another thing where your life becomes someone else's story. Yeah, that's weird. They put it online and suddenly you're being exposed. You're being doxxed. You're having all these kind of things happen to you because somebody decided that you as a person are nothing more than a character in their fiction. Well, I mean, and even in the most kind of... Okay, so like, I feel like whenever... The story or the Snapchat, I think yeah. that ended up becoming a lot worse than we had expected because one thing I'll notice about friends of mine yeah. is that they're out in a cafe and they see someone wearing something weird or doing something that's yeah, not normal. Don't All do of a sudden, that. there's that secret zoom in like God, don't video, do right? That. With the circle, right? And like that's a thing that happens with people where it's like you're literally, this person does mean, means nothing to you. Yeah. So you've used them as a butt of your joke, right? Yeah, we see this like, also like, but we, uh, here's the thing that, okay, they're doing something weird. We can all kind of go, okay, that's fucked up. That's someone doing so. How many times have we just looked past the fact that they're Alex from Target? Yeah. So, the guy jogging. Oh, yeah. That guy, he's a kind of ripped guy. He's jogging and like, oh, look, right? The thirst over him. Mm-hmm. And the same thing. Guys doing it to women. Oh, look how hot she is, right? That's a fucked. I know you're, you're, you're admiring, right? Mm-hmm. But the second you take a picture of that person and you put it online, you're doing something fucked up. Yeah. You're violating that. I'm trying to understand what the difference is between doing something like that, a person doing something weird and you putting it online, a person who looks hot and you putting it online and you upskirting somebody. 
there isn't much of a difference. One's yeah. just ethically yeah. speaking, right? Yeah. yeah. There is a difference in regards to personal space. Obviously, you're violating someone's personal yeah. space. One is a sexual violence that is being committed towards a woman. There's a gendered component. All of that is true, and we need to recognize that and acknowledge that and highlight that, right? Uh-huh. That it is gen- it's men that are generally abusing and violating women in these instances. Mm-hmm. But ethically speaking, you're still violating if you take, even if you're admiring someone, you go, oh, that guy or that girl is hot, and you put it on, and maybe they're okay with it, maybe they're not, but you're still doing the same thing. You're violating their privacy. You're violating them as a person. That's true. Guys going out for a jog or a girl's going out for a jog, and you fucking film them and you put them online, we just assume that it's okay. And there's a lot, and there's whole fucking Instagram pages now that are dedicated to that, and Twitter pages that are dedicated to that. This is alarming to me because it's that technology is shaping something in our culture that we don't quite understand, and we're not understanding the consequence. Just like we're sitting here 10 years later going, Oops, that stupid YouTube video we made uh-huh. was a bad decision and now it has consequences. We're going to remember this moment and go, oh shit, this has consequences to the way we think of the public, the private, and privacy. I have a theory. Yeah. And this is, I think it's one of the most valid theories I've ever had in my life. It's not going to be. Nope. Listen, the reason why you personally are very upset about this is because you know that one day your photo is going to get tweeted to secret supervillains or at secret supervillains and they're going to put a picture of you That's and you're going to be blasted online oh look i found this supervillain at uci it's fucked up yeah. you know what theory proven right it's fucked up you're, you know you're going to drive him to that supervillainy with all that type with that yeah. bullshit i'm literally one annoyance away yeah. from from world supervillain you really want to be the cause i'm not going to do it so i know better than to tweet that. a photo of you we had this conversation a long time ago about celebrity right about the, yeah there was the carpool karaoke with justin bieber yeah right and james corden and they were getting in the car and corden rolled down the window and like did this thing and someone reached their hand in the window yeah to grab bieber's hand yeah to shake it right she wasn't hurting him or she wasn't but the thing is though like the idea that somehow this human being yeah is your is an object now in which you have the nerve to yeah. be able to reach into a car and grab and him. that's what social media yeah. has done right it's the democratization of the celebrity yeah absolutely so like in this same situation like i you know there was the thing so john wayne airport orange county airport you uh-huh. know where, where we're at we there's an issue with this this girl who uh you know i mean both sides look like shit but yeah. southwest airlines you know like there was a this, this girl's daughter mm-hmm. she named her daughter a b c d she said it's absidy is her I'm, actual I'm gonna name, say right? like, i'm just gonna put this out there in no linguistic way is that absidy that's a b c d e absidy it's not absidy it's not i'm yeah. sorry i'm Absidy. Sorry. yeah i'm sorry but like there's no the, there's no vowel yeah, there there's no vowel to make the c into us yeah. right there's no. anyways it's an idiotic name whatever whatever though right i mean if you, you do name you. your kid apple or whatever else it's fine i don't give a shit right paltrow's dumbass dude stop it yeah you do you dumbass Gwyneth. so the the issue that got brought up is the fact that the, the attendant took a photo of ab city's plane ticket yeah right now the problem with that there is that number one no one should be taking photos of any that's very private yeah. information yeah but the whole point of the taking the photo was that she put it on social media so other people can laugh at the name yeah mm. right you imagine how it's like i understand her intentions weren't that but you imagine how scummy that is uh, that's like, what i'm make fun of a child but here's what makes me yeah. uncomfortable is that that is scummy but she didn't recognize that yeah. what she's doing is being scummy. and this is what i'm trying to get at is that the things that we are being done are very scummy but because they are part of this new media culture, we do it and we don't even recognize that it's scummy. And that worries me. We went to this stage where we went, they are celebrities. We are going to invade their privacy and treat them like idols and act, treat them like they are objects in our lives. Then social media came out and democratized them. We go, more democracy is good. But the problem wasn't that we needed to democratize the celebrity. We needed to eliminate celebrity culture and idol culture. Stop treating people like they're not human. Mm. Like they don't have rights to yeah. things like privacy and decency and to be treated okay. Like I saw this this lady who was who approached uh, one of the Twisted Sisters guys 
No, I forgot. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. No, I don't think it was D. Snyder. Maybe He's it was the only Snyder. one we know. So it was D. Snyder. She goes up. She's a security. She goes, "Hey, do you mind if I take a, a picture? I'm a big fan of yours." And he's like, "Thank you very much. I very much appreciate. It. Do you mind if I take a picture of you?" And he goes, "You know, I, if you can, I don't, because he doesn't take pictures with with people when he's sitting down with his family." Yeah. Woman goes loses her shit. Goes ape shit. Films herself. I'm gonna make you famous. I'm gonna put you on TMZ. I protect you. Apparently, she was security or something like that. Goes on this whole rant because this guy wouldn't take a picture with her. The problem is that we can look at that and go, "That's an objectively gross thing to do. Mm -hmm. Gross. You have no rights to treat that celebrity that way. Yeah, right. You're being an asshole." But then, if that woman did the same thing and when she posted a girl's booty, was like, "Ooh, booty goals." Uh huh. Up online, yeah, we'd all laugh. Yeah. That's my problem. Well, I mean, is I that mean, you look at any of the we? fail blog, you look at any of the, the fail videos for yeah. people hurting themselves doing dumb shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know it's funny and the dumb. But they post those videos half. Some post people post the videos, right? But guess what? Not all of them are posted no. with the consent of the person who did it. Mm. My pro and this is that's the key right there, right? Is that yeah? Just because some people post it themselves doesn't mean that the other people did, and that's where we need to raise. The flag, right? Mm -hmm. Here's where we go, okay, foul, hold on, something is going on here. If we've gone to the point where we can't recognize that some of these behaviors are deeply problematic and we simply assume that they're just part of our meme culture, our internet culture, and our language, then that has consequences. That has consequences for us as a society. It has consequences for the way that we treat ourselves. We're constantly talking about how ugly and toxic internet culture is, mm -hmm. right? We talk about this, the gaming culture, we talk about trolling and all that. Well, it starts with something as simple as not recognizing that the person at the under, other end of your camera is a human being. True. And when you start there, it's a very easy slide to the type of trolling, cruelty, doxing, and language that we see that we all objectively go, that's bad. But if that stuff is bad, so too is the gateway. Mm -hmm. And that's what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to point out here. What this woman did, as horrific as it is, and as rightly we all called it out, even though she doesn't see it, mm -hmm. is not much different than what we do every single day. We use other people's, we invade other people's privacy, we invade other people's lives and their stories for our tale for our blog maybe we're not writing a blog about it but we are putting it up on our instagram story yeah we are putting it up on our twitter and it could be positive it doesn't it's not always like oh we're making fun of that person mm -hmm. booty goals squad goals body oh she's so hot he's so hot but it's still an invasion of privacy it's still a deeply creepy thing to do and we do it without even thinking so don't take photos of Ali and put it on the no I'm not just villains. saying don't take photos I'm just saying let's start to think about some of this stuff because I think that there's a conversation that needs to be had that we're not having yeah. well I you know my rule of thumb with that is like if if you're not comfortable with someone putting their phone in your face and laughing and like knowing that you're recording them then why the hell would you do that to right. somebody else just don't do it's it it's the most basic form of you just, just yeah. putting yourself in other person's shoes Right? I'm uncomfortable when someone has their phone out in my fucking face. I am too. Right? Yeah. I don't know who, I don't know someone who isn't uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Right? So if that's the case, why the hell would you perpetrate that to someone yeah. else who didn't want to, you know, don't do it. Feels the same way. Like, don't send people, like, I'm, a, I'm, I, I don't think we do this. No. We're currently nerdy. We're very clear. Like, we don't send pictures of other people and even public officials. Like, we, comment on substance more often than not. We make fun of people plenty of times. We're assholes through mm -hmm. and through. But one of the things we don't do is go, oh, look at so-and-so. But, like, even, like, when we went... Remember we went to that rally in Laguna Beach a few years yeah. ago, right? Before we took a picture of anyone's signs, we, we asked, asked them. We always hey, ask. is it okay if we take a picture of your sign? Yeah, I like, with you in it. I was very all about consent. Everyone I took a picture yeah. of, because I, I put up a bunch of those pictures. Yeah. We asked. Do you I mind said, if we take a picture, picture of that? Of and they're like, oh, yeah, we can. Oh, do you want to Yeah, oh, yeah, that's why I have it, yeah. so you guys could take pic pictures of it. That's a big thing, in, I mean, in conventions also, you know, the cosplay is not consent thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. so it's like, yeah, you, you know, even if you are dressed up. Right to have someone to just exactly. assume that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, people cosplay for for hundreds of different reasons, right? Some people, and you know, and yeah, most of these people are okay with you taking the picture, but you have to ask first, right? There's nothing worse than having someone who's dressed up and they're walking around trying to mind their own business and having someone come up and just take a photo. But see, that's like, see, yeah, like, that's an, a really really good point. Yeah, 
if you cosplay, you're doing it within a context. Mm -hmm. You're in a convention center, right? Part of the reason why a lot of the people who cosplaying wasn't always cosplay models. Let's point that out first. Yeah, yeah. cosplayers were often very shy people yeah. who right? knew like, that yeah. they mm-hmm. couldn't do this elsewhere, but within the confines of those four walls, yeah. that they felt comfortable amongst their peers to do it. The thing that social media and the internet has done, this thing in our hand, is that it's erased the public and the private boundary. Uh-huh. On at one instance, there are no public spaces anymore, and True. yet at the same time, everything is now a public space. I mean, there's no private space. Right. Anymore, there's right? both. No, well, yeah, same, yeah, same yeah. thing with no public either. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's no a public space means a place where you can gather as a group. That's oh, like, yeah. Those things are erasing. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, at the same time, now everything is a private, uh, public space. So you have the erasure of privacy, mm-hmm. the erasure of public spaces, and the introduction of a worldwide public space. Right. This is a weird kind of conflation of contradictory forces. In that instance, a person feels comfortable traditionally within the confines of a convention to cosplay. But now that you have a cell phone, do they feel comfortable with you taking their picture and making it public? Some do and some don't. And that's where that consent question comes from. Now even imagine imagine this person who leaves the convention center has to walk back to their hotel room. Right. Now they're no longer a part of the the context anymore. They're not in the context anymore. Yeah. Right, and that in and of itself presents its own issue. I can I can tell you how many times I had to I would cross the street, and there would be cosplayers, and then you would see the cars that were stopped at the red light. Huh. There'd be the chuckles, and then there'd be the cell phone cameras. Right, look at these fucking nerds, or look mm. at these weirdos dressed up. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that they were probably wearing a fucking football jersey like a moron, mm. as if somehow that's any better. But that's besides. The point. I cosplay as a Cowboys player every weekend. Yeah, and yet we know you do. Yeah. You poor little pathetic thing. I know. The, the, this is this is a really fascinating conversation, and it's one we've had before, and we're going to keep having, because. We don't have the answers, mm-hmm. right? And then we're just going to have to sit with these questions and deal so with them. We got the answers, I know that for, uh, for me, I get very uncomfortable with, in, in conversations where people are screenshotting images of people, right? Yeah. It's a conversation, violation of conversations is already bad enough. Yeah. If you're having a private conversation, you're starting to share that stuff. It's a little, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But it's something else because I think for me, I recognize an inherent cruelty to when we start talking about looks. Yeah. Uh. Right? And that comes from obviously me being such a good looking guy myself. Mm, I mean, yeah. as, as yeah. I'm so Super villain chic. Being so good looking. I feel mm. bad for my fellow man who may be less fortunate than I. V and I, yeah. Right? But, but it, it, there is a, joking aside, there's a weird thing, right? Look, when you sit there and someone's like, hey, look at so and so, it makes me slightly, there's a weird recognition that the person I'm talking to mm-hmm. has a cruelty to them that they don't even recognize. Yeah. No, mm. I've had I've had that too. That happened. Before. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to weird. work with a guy who was like that. Like when a girl would walk by, and he'd be like, "Oh, look at this," and that, and I was just, it, like, it made me very really uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're uncomfortable in those conversations when the guy goes, "Oh, look at her legs," "Oh, look at her ass," or the girl goes, "Oh, look at his," if that makes you uncomfortable, then you should be just as uncomfortable when it happens on the phone. But because it's happening privately amongst us, we're kind of feel okay. There's something about that. I'm telling you. That screen, it fucking did something to our empathy. It did something to our empathy. Or maybe it allowed all the real sociopaths to to just succeed. Dude, that's weird. I've never thought about it, but like... Social media is an exercise it's, it's, in sociopathy. It's just weird. I'm yeah, just right? Like, like, I'm thinking of all the times that like people sent photos like, hey, doesn't this look? This guy look like Ali maybe, right? It'll send me a picture. And I'm just using you as an example. It doesn't happen yeah, often. Nobody looks like yeah. me. But like, you know, like, oh, doesn't this guy look like, you know, someone we know? Yeah, right. And they'll send them like a random picture of this guy. I'm like, I wonder if like that guy knows that they're taking a photo of him, right? It, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a like, weird it's exercise in sociopathy, and we just kind of do without realizing it. We just do it because it's part of the culture. I'm huh. not. It's weird. I don't get it. If you're filming yourself, if you're doing something funny, and you're trying to make something go viral, go at it. Yeah. That part of the internet is funny. Have at it. Do your memes. Do whatever. But consent. Privacy, please, for God's sake, let's start thinking about these huge things. Man. And superficiality, that's the other uh, component of this. There's a weird superficiality. The, the same culture that is now body, you know, rejects body shaming, body positive, sex positive, all of that, mm-hmm. is simultaneously the single most shallow culture I've ever seen. It's like, really, it's a weird conflation of contradictions. True. I just don't understand well, it. Let's, uh, let us know what your thoughts are on these. I think we've talked a lot about kind of yeah. these disparate topics, but tried to bring 
consume them all under the guise of social media. What do you think about Louis C.K.? Should he be making a Fuck comeback? Him. Fuck that guy. What White about devil. Saudi Arabia and censorship? Fuck what are your too. questions? What Brown are your devils. actual thoughts about censorship? Because I think our conversation in the U.S. is really broken about this. We talk about PC culture of censorship, but I think that misses the bus entirely, especially when you talk about what's going on in Saudi Arabia. And then let us know what your thoughts are about social media. Have you? Yeah. Do you agree with this? Do you think I'm being an alarmist? Yeah, that, send Ali candid photos yeah, of people. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Am I being too? Am I going too far? Am I just an old man who doesn't get it and I should die and and leave the, the you know? Leave I mean, happiness yes, and joy but not of for. Stop sucking the joy out of everything. Uh, maybe, maybe. But I, as long as I'm alive, I'm going to be that gadfly because something about this makes you, me feel gadfly. Like a, gadfly. It's a Socrates quote. Uh-huh. Uh, I, 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 something about makes Socrates. this makes me uncomfortable if it does to you to let me know if not i'm open to other perspectives maybe i'm wrong on this and this is going to let you know how you can do that we're on facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy on twitter at currently nerdy on tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com on the instagram at currently nerdy we have a youtube channel search currently nerdy on there Gonna and you're releasing a new hellboy video sure. yes and we've also put out clagain 2020 that was a good video. That was a funny. It was video. an amazing video. Go shout out it. to V who made yeah, that video. V made that video. It was a great video. Um, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Make sure you uh, give us a subscribe and a five star rating. It helps our um, our points on there. What's the word? Algorithms. Algorithms, and it makes people we get up there and people like us more. I'm so name my kid algorithm. Uh-huh. <laughs> algorithm Tran. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> it actually works. It does work. <laughs> algorithm Tran. And then if someone takes a picture of his name, you could sue him. That's right. <laughs> um, but if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V Y T R A N 214. Find me on my website at 7crossers.com or thesandwichslayer.com. Elite. Hi, this is Ali. You can catch me on Instagram. I did. I did. I, did, I, did, uh, I changed it up. Hello. Thanks for listening. The fuck is wrong you with you? You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at a a o l o m i or on my uh, website at aliolomi.com as well as on our. Uh, sister podcast head on history which just started its season four artwork by vtran uh was released podcast the first episode is on sargon of akkad and the first world empire this not season that doughy bastard on not YouTube, the doughy really bastard on youtube this is going to be a season called empires of faith where we talk about ancient history and the intersection of empire politics and religion it's going to be really interesting all to the lead up to the eve of islam so give it a look and a listen and subscribe and diz you can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And all hail the currently nerdy empire.